Amen. Well, thanks, folks. That really ministered to me. I'm just like crying, so sorry about that. <laughs> I really appreciate that song. I don't know. I don't know if it's just the truths in it that affected me this morning. I don't know if it's just because I'm overtired, um, but I'm thankful for the truths in that song. Thankful that we get to come this morning and we get to praise the Lord and uh, we get to gather together. And um, yeah, sorry about that. All right. Well, I'm glad to be in church. I'm glad to see you and I'm glad that we get to open the Bible this morning. So let's turn to John 14 and uh, we'll have a look at some things here. Um, I hope you'd be praying for one another. I hope you'd be praying for Pastor Hearn and his family. Uh, so update, he was scheduled to arrive, their, their family was scheduled to arrive on Tuesday, um, but their flight got delayed, got cancelled, so that's now been moved to Wednesday, uh, Wednesday morning this week. Um, so I just pray that that doesn't get delayed again, <laughs> it doesn't get moved again. Uh, they'll still have to do two weeks of hotel uh, lockdown quarantine. Um, so just pray for them, uh, getting prepared for that. Um, good to see Dave and Sam Sparksman out of their isolation. Uh, yes, yeah, Sam's like, yes. Um, so yeah, just pray for folks in general with, with all of these things that we're facing at the moment. Um, but let's have a look at the word of the Lord here. Uh, thankful for Nathan just reading those verses there in John 14. Um, and I'm just going to get stuck into it this morning. I understand that, you know, having a mask and singing and sitting there breathing your own breath is not the best thing um, to be feeling and enduring. So I'm just going to get stuck in and let you know that I've been thinking, uh, this message really just came from my thoughts on uh, reflecting on the fact that five of our high school students have become Christians this year already. And I've just been really, obviously, I, I marvel at that. I, I marvel that the Lord... Uh, is able to still, through all of this, this, the current era where we have sensory overload uh, with so many things battling a young person's life um, and they're fighting through just to, to, you know, make head or tail of what life is about and all that kind of stuff. I just marvel that the Lord can still use timeless truths from this source, his word, uh, to penetrate through all of that and to make a change in someone's life. And uh, for a young person, that's just... It's just incredible. It's just amazing to me. And I've just really just been just thinking about that so much. And I know for me it's like probably a little bit more personal because I get to be involved in that. I get to have a part in that and I'm thankful to the Lord for that. Um, but that's just been, you know, on my mind a little bit recently. And so this kind of comes out of that, flows out of that. Um, and I've just been thinking about the process from when someone's not a Christian to when they become a Christian. And I just thought, you know, really, it's all, all through that whole process, it's really about introductions. It's about being introduced to someone, to an idea, to a truth, uh, which then leads to an introduction to the, the person of that truth, which is Jesus Christ, and then an introduction from Jesus Christ to the Father, to salvation. And I just thought, you know, this whole thing of introductions and, you know, we have a part to play in that. You and I have a part to play in that. In someone's life, we can be part of that introductory process at some point along the line. And I'm thankful for what the Lord's allowed me to be in the, that part for those high school students this year. But we're doing that all the time. If we're, if we're living a Christian life and, and trying to please the Lord with what we do, 
we get to be a part of that introductory process at some point. And so I just want to touch on that this morning. And you'll see, if you just have a look in John 14, you know, uh, Thomas asks, you know, how do we know the way? Um, he asks Jesus this question. And in verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know, people need to be introduced to Jesus to come to God the Father. They need to know who Jesus is. They need to be introduced to him. And uh, we as Christians get to aid in that introduction. Uh, and what I've personally witnessed this year, doesn't, you know, it doesn't just apply to young people, obviously, uh, is that there's some qualities in how Jesus interacted with people uh, that we can adopt to help in introdu- introducing them to the truth of Jesus, to then know the Father, to then have their salvation. Uh, so really, just three things this morning that I want to say we can uh, adopt or adapt to uh, and learning from Jesus and how he interacted with people. And so I'm just going to get stuck in. The first one is this, is that we need to be approachable. We need to be approachable. Jesus was approachable. People were happy to come to Jesus. People were happy to interact with Jesus. People felt comfortable being around Jesus. And so if we're going to help introduce somebody to the truth of Jesus Christ, then we as Christians need to be that kind of person that people want to come and talk to, uh, be approachable. Uh, I'm not sure anyone was actually scared of approaching Jesus. I mean, you may come up to me afterwards and, and, you know, correct me, it it often happens, Um, but I haven't seen anywhere in the Bible where people were scared to come to Jesus or scared to ask him a question, scared to interact with him. And, uh, you know, we understand that, you know, there's often times where a young child would be scared to talk to a a stranger or an adult that they don't know, maybe even a scary uncle, I don't know. Um, But with Jesus, it just seemed that people were were comfortable. He was approachable. He was that kind of person. And we're talking about how we can be. We can learn from Jesus in that. Uh, He included all people. He sat with different kinds of people. He wasn't afraid to be around people that were not like him. He wasn't afraid to have conversations and have questions asked of him. Uh, and so really, as I go through these things, it just it's for us to go, am I that kind of person? Am I that kind of Christian uh, for somebody else who needs to be saved? Uh, men and women came to him to ask him things for help that they knew he, that he could give. Uh, but I want you to notice, uh, you don't have to turn there, but Matthew 11, verse 28, this is what Jesus said. He said, Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. He said to everyone, come unto me. He was, his life is basically an invitation to come to him. He wasn't pushing people away saying, no, no, I'm really hard to get to or really hard to talk to. He's actually inviting people to come, come and talk to me because I actually have the words of life. I will give you rest. Now, this morning I'm not saying this. I'm not, I'm not saying make it, if you're a Christian and you're looking to... Uh, introduce somebody to Jesus Christ. I'm not saying, you know, make it all about you, that they just come to you for everything, but you can be a step in the process to direct them to Jesus Christ. And Jesus was was very approachable, the fact that he said, come unto me, to everybody. He made it abundantly clear that he was willing to help. And specifically, he said, all that labour and a heavy laden. So he cast that net pretty wide. He said, look, I've actually got the solution to all of your problems. Uh, And we as Christians, we know the person who has a solution to all the problems. So we can be approachable in the fact that Jesus has all the answers and we can lead somebody 
to the one that has all the answers. You know, being approachable means making a connection with people. And sometimes that means putting yourself out there, putting yourself out of your comfort zone, having a conversation that probably is a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit outside of what you would normally talk about. Uh, I'm sure Jesus had many conversations that were completely different from one day to the next with all different kinds of people. But we need to have that mindset that, you know what, I'm going to be open to talking to whoever God brings across my path. Whatever, whatever connection that God allows me to make today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an effort and I'm going to be approachable to that person. Because in the back of our head, we have to be thinking, that's a soul that needs to be saved right there. I mean, that's how I see, I mean, I see everyone like that that's, that I think is not a Christian, but that's how I see our young people. I'm like, that's a soul that needs to be saved. So if, if there's a conversation that arises, I want to be a part of that to be approachable to that person so that down the track they're like, hey, that guy cares or that guy was interested in me at some point or something like that. That's just how I think. But I think Jesus Christ evidenced this. He's just going around and interacting with people and people felt comfortable to talk to him and to ask him things. So it might, for you and I, it actually just might be that in our workplace, in our home, our school, wherever it is, that we're putting ourselves out there and actually saying to someone, hey, just letting you know that if you've got anything you, you want to hand with, I'm happy to give you a hand. I'm happy to help you. That's making a connection right there. And you might say, well, I don't know if I've got time in the week to, to give to that person or, or whatever, whatever, but... We can't be making excuses before we've even started anything for the Lord. So putting ourselves out there and just saying, you know what, it's like Jesus going, come unto me. We in our workplace or our home can be, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm approachable. I'm happy to help you if you want a hand with something. You know, and I know that's my heart. Like I, I love to just be able to help people with stuff and sometimes I probably take on too much and I can't help as much as I could or whatever, whatever, but we need to have the mindset that, you know what, we're available and we're approachable. So, talking about Jesus, those close to him knew that they could easily approach him. Uh, his disciples, for instance, and I'll just, I'll just go through a few things. His disciples who were close to him, they asked him for help with prayer. Luke 11 verse 1, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. He made himself approachable to the people around him. Uh, People, his disciples asking for understanding. The parable of the soul, Luke, verse, Luke chapter 8, verse 9, his disciples asked him, saying, what might this parable be? He was approachable to them when they didn't understand stuff. And I understand, like, the disciples, you know, they're Christians, right? Um, but you can apply this to anyone. You can apply this to different people in your life. Uh, coming to Jesus when things were too much for them in the ship during the storm, Matthew eight twenty five. his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. You know, to go and wake someone up from their sleep, uh, you know, you're risking getting a slap in the face. Uh, and, you know, he obviously, after that, he rebuked them. He's like, you know, oh, you have little, little faith kind of thing. But my point to us this morning is, you know, we need to be the kind of person that someone would be willing to, like, wake us up and be approachable to bring a problem to us, you know, get us out of our comfort zone and listen to somebody else's burden or something like that. Uh, they call you up and say, hey, can you give us a hand with, it, with this thing? And they're risking you going, ah, oh, you know, getting you know, angry at them or something. I don't know. But all I'm saying is we need to be the kind of people that at any given time 
We're, we're thinking about somebody else. And we're wanting to be approachable like Jesus Christ was. And even those against Jesus, his enemies, were happy to approach him. How many times did they come up to him and, you know, try and question him and trick him and all that kind of stuff? And you might say, yeah, but, you know, they had very evil intent or very bad intent in that. Yes, but, you know, there's still people, they still saw Jesus as someone who would actually listen to them and engage in conversation with them. And he did have all the answers. But what I'm saying, even the people that didn't like him or didn't understand him, they felt comfortable to come up to him and even challenge him, talk to him. He was just that kind of person. And, you know, we don't want to be Christians walking around, you know, having arguments with people, but if someone can't come up to us and just, you know, challenge something or ask a question, then we've got to question that. We've got to be, we're supposed to be like Jesus Christ and have, be ready to give an answer at all times, all these sorts of things. So even his enemies were able to engage with him and listen, he was able to listen to them. And I think that's what made him approachable. And what I'm really getting at here is that he took an interest in people. He took an interest in people. He took an interest in their lives, uh, their stories, their backgrounds. Jesus took an interest in people's troubles, in their burdens. You know, he took an interest in their future, in their past. Like, think about it. He had the whole gamut. He was the guy that would listen to somebody when they were sharing something with him. And I'm just saying, church, that as Christians, we need to strive to be like that, have that mindset that we're ready to just sit there and listen to someone and take some stuff on. And that doesn't mean that you have to solve everyone's problem, but in the back of our head or the back of our heart, we're supposed to be thinking this could be an opportunity to introduce them to Jesus Christ at some point, a stepping stone along the way. So my question is, how much do you listen to the unsaved people that you interact with? How much do you actually listen to the burdens that they share with you? How much time do you have to give them on a lunch break? I mean, I know when I used to work, before I was working here, when I worked at the airport, um, I, would, I would treasure my lunch breaks. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm super tired. I started at 4 a.m. and, you know, on my lunch break, I just want to eat my food and as much as I can just try and sleep in the, in the, in the lunchroom. Um, but I would also bring my little travel Bible with me. And so sometimes that would spark a conversation. Even though I wanted to sleep, also that sparked a conversation sometime. And so I'm like, you know what, this person's asking, so I'm just, I want to be ready to give an answer. You know, I want to be ready to, to introduce them to Jesus Christ if I can. And that was just on my heart. Uh, so how much do you know about your co-workers? How much do you know about the things that they're worried about? How much do you know about what they're struggling with or what's on their mind or what's on their heart? He understands everything. He can see the future, all that kind of stuff. But what we can do is take the mindset of, I just want to be approachable to somebody. I just want to be ready to answer somebody. You know... For people that are looking for answers, so unsaved people, uh, a need they have is just to be heard sometimes, just to be listened to. And, you know, we understand that because we're all human and sometimes we just, you know, sometimes we want to vent and we just want to be like, <laughs> I just want to let this out and just, you know, have a go kind of thing. But sometimes we just need somebody on the other side of our talking just to be listening, just to be receiving. 
And even that in itself brings a comfort to somebody who's going through some stuff, who's searching for answers, who doesn't quite understand what's happening in their life. So we as Christians get to be, yeah, we're going to cop, you know, just some stuff that, you know, might be irrelevant, might be annoying, uh, we might disagree with, um, whatever it is, might be a little bit boring. But what we're actually doing is we're showing them that we are approachable. So if it's another time they need something, you know, really important, then we're there ready to listen. We're that ear for them. I mean, I, I love it. I love it when someone would actually give me the time of day and listen to what I have to say rather than just waiting for their turn to speak or I'm just too busy. So I have to take that understanding that that's what I'm like. Well, that's what the other person's like too. And you know what? I've seen that in, in these young people that got saved this year. Some of them, just they just need to share stuff. <laughs> they just need to go, you know, this is what's happening at home. This is what's happening in my life and I just want to... Because I just sometimes I can't, I can't talk to my friends about that. They wouldn't get it. So we can be that kind of person for somebody. You know, you know, help them understand that even that's what Jesus is like. Because yeah, we're listening to their problems, but we can go one step further and help take those problems to Jesus Christ as well. You know, one of our one of our young guys that got saved. Um, he's here today actually, and you know, I'm just thankful that the Lord's doing a work in his life and. This is exactly what happened. I, I didn't have much to do with him. I didn't really know him that well. And during class, like in, in a break in between classes, I just said, hey, mate, how you going? Uh, I heard some stuff that he was just, you know, struggling with a little bit and I just said, how you going? And he just started sharing stuff and he's like, and you could just tell. It was just like <laughs> coming out. There was things that he didn't necessarily want to share with his friends and he just started opening up and then we're like, hey, do you want to come and chat? And so he came and chat in lunchtime and just talk, 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 talk. He just talked. I literally just sat there and just listened to him. I mean, I had a heart for him because he was just sharing his heart, but I didn't even have to really do anything. And I'm just saying, guys, that this is, this is an opportunity we get. If we could just take a little bit of time and show that we're interested in somebody's life, then the Lord can use that. That can be a stepping stone along the way for them getting saved. And, you know, the pessimist in the room might be like, yeah, but it might also be a waste of time. It might be. <laughs> but I'd rather get to heaven and go, you know what, I, I gave my time for someone in the hope that they would get saved rather than, oh, I just, you know, I just thought it was going to be a waste of time. So that encouraged me just when that happened with that young guy. He just, he just shared stuff and I'm just like, you know what, I'm not even doing anything here but the Lord's using this and then it was an opportunity to, to go a little bit further with that. So I'm thankful for that but we can learn from the Lord in that, that he was just approachable. Now, he was approachable because he was personable, he connected with others and he just listened to others. And yeah, he had all the answers but he listened first. He didn't just cut them off and just be like, oh no, I've already healed your servant, I'm not even listening to your story. He didn't do that. He actually listened to what they had to say. So the first one is that, is just be approachable because Jesus was approachable. The second one is this, and it's slightly similar, but it is different. It's be available. Be available. Be available to others. Jesus was available. And I ask you this question, what good would it be if Jesus invited people to come to him and said, come, all you that labour and heavy laden, but then he never actually had any time to give to them? 
So he's made that big invitation, but, oh, sorry, guys, I'm booked out for today. He was constantly moving around, travelling, going from place to place, seeing people and all sorts, doing all sorts of things. Yet he was never, you know, late and he was never booked out. Jesus was available to those that came across his path or that he came across their path. You know, and I understand, like, in the back of my head, like, I was just putting this together and I'm just thinking, yeah, but he's God, <laughs> he's perfect, like he's not going to wreck anything, he's not going to get it wrong, all that kind of stuff. But remember, Jesus was 100% human and 100% God. So we can learn from this side of him that he actually made himself available to people. That's, that's not something only God can do is what I'm getting at. That's something that you and I as Christians can do. We can make ourselves available. So approachable is one thing, that they understand that we care, but having the time to give them, we need to actually purpose to set that aside. We need to purpose to put that into our routine or into our week. Um, Now, we think we're pretty busy, but Jesus had things happening 24-7, you know, and we only read a portion of his life. And it's like busy, 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 busy. And he's ministering to people. And, you know, you don't even see half the other stuff that he did in his life. And we know that his disciples found him available. There's plenty of stories of them just along the way being taught by him and, you know, learning from him. Uh, But even strangers found him available. And I'll just list a few here. You know, Zacchaeus made an effort to seek him and then salvation came to his house. Jesus then sought him back out. Uh, The woman at the well questioned him. And had her questions answered and life changed. He didn't just get his drink of water and then up and leave. No, he, he made himself available to her. And his disciples looked on and were like, why is he talking with her? But he gave her the time. Uh, the woman with the issue of blood reached out to him and received of his healing power. And yeah, it was a big crowd and she just touched the hem of his garment and she was cleansed. But he then stopped and had a conversation, made an example, taught some things there. He was available for things that were happening along the way. Uh, the ten lepers were, that were wanting to be healed, you know, they actually waited for him. They were expecting him. They were, it, it, the Bible actually says that they were waiting for him. And they found him and then he cleansed them. So he didn't just go around them. <laughs> he, you know, lepers, like, they're supposed to keep away. He didn't just keep his distance. He interacted with them. He was available to them. Uh, the rich young ruler, it actually, the Bible says that he ran up to Jesus and knelt before him and then he received clarity on what matters. You know, sometimes we can just turn people away because they're not like us or because we think they have a different motive or something like that. And to some people, that rich young ruler probably be like, ah, oh, you know, he's got everything, don't need to talk to him or give him the time of day, he's got everything he needs, whatever. But Jesus gave him the time of day and Jesus actually pinpointed an issue there and gave him clarity on what actually really mattered. He was available to him. Uh, The woman from Canaan cried unto him and found mercy and help. Yeah, he was walking along the way, but he still gave her the time of day. And then we see a a miraculous or a marvellous display of his mercy in that passage there. So Jesus was usually going from one place to another, but, you know, he still gave people the time of day. Um, after meeting with Zacchaeus, he said this in Luke 19.10. He said, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. He made sure that he was approachable, but when it mattered, he made sure that he was available 
to do what he was called to do, to do what he was here to do. He was here to see people saved. Are we here to see people saved as well? Is that on our heart? Is that on our mind? Are we thinking about that? Is that a weekly thing that we bring before the Lord? I mean, if the answer is no, okay, just be honest, then the answer is no. But I'm just saying this morning that we need to be like that. We need to have that, that heart that, you know what, I'm going to make my, give myself some uh, time in my week to actually make sure that when someone does approach me because I am approachable, that I've got time to give them, to help them. Uh, he made sure he was approachable. He made sure that he was available. And don't be surprised if you've been desiring to help someone come to know the Lord, that they call on you at a really inconvenient time. Uh, I know I've shared before that, you know, we're, we're praying for Nicole's family, like they're not saved, um, but there's been plenty of times that they give us a phone call, it's like, hey, can you help us with this? Hey, this thing's happened. And it's like, you know what, this is really inconvenient at like 10.30 at night. Um, but our heart is, look, you know what, we just want to be available because we believe that little things like that can actually be sowing a seed in someone's heart because you can use that opportunity for the Lord. And all I'm saying is Jesus was just, that was his mindset, that he's, he came to seek and save that which was lost. And we can, we can be a part in that if we just make ourselves available to people throughout the day, throughout the week, whatever it is. So don't be surprised if that becomes inconvenient. So being available means this. It means being flexible where you can. Being flexible where you can. It doesn't mean just, you know, clearing your whole week and, you know what, I'm quitting my job and I'm just going to be available to everyone. I'm not saying that. But where you can be flexible, be flexible. Where you can fit in a conversation with someone, do it. Where you can go and, you know, actually see someone, drive and see someone, go and do it. When you can just make a phone call or send a text message, do it if you can, or respond to the ones that come to you. Make a time. If it's not right now, then say, okay, you know what, let's catch up in a couple of days' time. I mean, just like I've been saying, like these highlight kind of stuff, but hey, I'm busy too. So when a student comes up to me and says, hey, can we talk? Like on the inside, I'm like excited, and I'm also like there's the other side of me that's like I'm really busy. Is that inconvenient? Does it? really matter? Do I need to like, what do I do here? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm just being honest, like that's the stuff that goes through my head. And so I've actually found, you know what, it's just too important not to be available for that kind of stuff. And I understand my position in, in that regard is different to a lot of your positions, but in some ways it's still the same. We still interact with people that are not saved. We still have relationships with those people. Uh, hopefully we're still trying to be approachable to them. So when the time comes, we're going, okay, I can give you time. I can sit down and have a chat. I, I can pray for you about that thing. And really we're just trying to, we're trying to show them Jesus Christ along the way. We're trying to make that introduction to the Lord Jesus Christ. So be flexible where you can. I truly believe that God doesn't just see what we do, but also our intentions for doing what we do. And if we're making ourselves available to help someone find their way to Christ, then God definitely honours that. And so here's the hard thing, is that sometimes we're going to have to break some of our precious routines in some things. Well, I like to have my Saturday where I do this, this and this. But if that person is requiring something on a Saturday, maybe we need to just be a bit flexible with that routine. 
Oh, I can't go and, you know, have coffee with that person. Okay, but you've made time to have coffee, so maybe have coffee with that person instead. All I'm saying is we can be a little precious with our time, can't we? I know I am, uh, and I have to force myself to get out of it. It's not a natural thing that we just allow ourselves to, to be available all the time, but we have to rethink some of those things. Jesus spent a lot of time with people that weren't like him, but he didn't make that a problem. He didn't see that as a problem. So my question is, how much do we do that? And this also comes down to our prayer life. We need to choose to make availabilities throughout the day or the week for these particular things that come up, for these particular people that are in our lives. How much time do we spend praying for those unsaved people that we work with but we don't normally have a lot of other stuff to do with? So just making ourselves available to bring their name before the Lord, even just that makes a difference. So the more we desire to see people come to know the Lord, the easier it is to make the choice to be available. If our heart is, you know what, I just want to see people saved and I want to be a part of it, I want to do the Lord's work here on earth, then it makes it easier to go, you know what, that thing on Saturday is not really that important. That person needs a hand. Or, you know what, I can actually spend 10 minutes just praying for that family right now. Like those decisions become so much easier when we have the bigger picture in mind. And Jesus was the master of this. He's like, you know what, I know what I'm here to do and I'm doing it. And along the way, I'm meeting people and I'm I'm having these divine appointments and all this sort of stuff. But he had the bigger picture in mind. But he was helping people along the way. So we get to be a little bit like that if we desire to. We can just choose to sit back and just have our whole week to ourselves and not include anyone else in that, anyone else's needs, just pray for our own family. We can do that. But I'm pretty sure that we will get to heaven and we'll be like, I wish I had been more available to people. I'm sure that we'd be thinking that. So that's two points. We've got one more. So let's be approachable, let's be available. And thirdly, lastly, let's be about the Lord. Be about the Lord God. Jesus was about the Lord God. And what do I mean by that? I mean, just make your life about the Lord. <laughs> Prioritise him. So when these other things step into place and we give time to these other things that People already know, you know what, that guy loves the Lord. Or that lady, she loves the Lord. And so they've helped me out, uh, but I actually know that their intent is to see my heart change, to see my relationship with God change. You know, Jesus did everything to please the Father. Uh, Jesus said this, John 5, verse 30, I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. All that Christ did during his time here on earth was ultimately about God the Father. It was all about him. He did his will. He sought to please him in all that he did. He acknowledged that the Father sent him. The Father gave him his work to do, and he did all that pleased the Father. Now, if you take Jesus just, you know, as a human, he could have made everything that he did on earth just about himself. He could have made all the opportunities that came across his path just about him. But he actually just deflected it all to the Father. So he had the Father in mind. He had the end goal in mind. So when people interacted with him, they knew what they were going to get. Don't make it a mystery that you're a Christian to other people. It's too easy to do, but we can waste so many opportunities when we do it. 
And I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm just as human as you and sometimes probably just as scared as you when you meet a new person or, I mean, we just moved into a new street, so now it's like, okay, let's meet the neighbours and, you know, we want to use this opportunity for the Lord. And it can be scary at times, but don't, don't be a secret Christian in your workplace. Don't be a secret Christian in your family. Like, if you have opportunity to share that, share it. Just be it. Just just be that Christian influence in that place and be about the Lord. And yeah, you're going to get laughed at and you know people probably will look at you funny and all that kind of stuff, but it is worth it. It's worth it in the end. I mean, I, I can get intimidated by young people just because I can be like, you know what, I'm not like them. They're, you know, I'm not up with all the, the lingo right now. Some of it really annoys me. I don't understand it all. And, you know... You can be a bit that way, but at the end of the day, I want them to know, you know what, Mr. Barnes is actually, he cares about the Lord. And I'm not a perfect Christian, but I just want that to come across because I want to introduce them to Jesus Christ. So there might be some, you know, hard or difficult things about interacting with them at start, but I just, at the end of the day, I want them to know they can come to me if they want to be introduced to Jesus Christ. That's my heart. Now, I'm not the only one that can do that. I will always tell them, you know what, talk to this person or find someone else or pray about this or whatever. I don't make it about me, but I'm just saying I want them to know there's someone that they can go to. And, you know, I just love the fact that our other high school students have been part of that whole introductory process, that there's someone who's thinking about salvation or thinking about the things of the Lord and one of our other high school saved students will be like, hey, I'll tell you what I know, and then if you want to know any more, there's someone else I can point you to, make an introduction, and then they can talk to you and make another introduction. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? It's just be about the Lord. If it, because if you're just a secret Christian in that workplace or the school or your family, then it's really hard to then make that introduction process continue to go on. So I'm really proud of our, our young people that, that get to do that, and you know, obviously they get rewards for that as well. But Jesus didn't make it all about himself. He continued to direct things to the Father. What good does it do if we've been afforded an influence or an input in someone's life and then we don't use it for the Lord, if we just drop the ball? You know, if you've already shown an interest in them as a person and you've chosen to use your time, you've been available to them to help them in some things, all through all this then you get opportunity to introduce them to Jesus Christ. They see your heart. Like, think about it. The people that Jesus helped and healed and all that kind of stuff, uh, yeah, they saw the, the miraculous side of things, but they actually saw that, you know what, this man actually cares for my soul. This man actually cares about my situation. And so I'm actually going to just think about what he said a little bit more. And wouldn't you want to be that person for somebody else? You know what, that person cares for me, so I think I might actually go to them next time. I might ask them to help me with something. And guess what? You're going to get used. <laughs> you will get used. I know we've been used. We've been used plenty of times by people because we've made ourselves available to them. But along that road, we've also been able to help people. And that's what makes it worth it. Honestly, sometimes that's just what makes me keep doing what I'm doing. Just seeing, you know what, there's actually some fruit from putting yourself out there and being available for people. Because sometimes it's hard, I understand. Like you're, just, you're going through weeks and weeks and months and months and it's like 
sometimes a bit of a mundane thing. You know, Christianity is not always just like, yay. But if you're able to look back and go, you know what, God used that. There's fruit there. It's actually worth all this other stuff. You know, seeing one person get saved, it's just worth it. It's just worth the work. It's worth the effort. It's worth making the time. It's worth having the conversations. It's worth slotting in a 10-minute time to pray for a family. It's worth all that stuff. So if we can be about the Lord, then it makes a difference. Um, I'll finish with this. The, there was a time a few years ago when uh, our nephew was going through a pretty, pretty difficult time with drugs and different things. And don't worry, it's not Nathan Holloway. <laughs> on, on Nicole's side of the family. Um, and, you know, we, like I said, we just purpose to be like, you know, we're just going to be a blessing. We're just going to be available. We're going to pray for them. And any opportunity we get, we just want to try and sow a seed, help them come to know the Lord. That's just, that was just our heart. And so there came a time where he was going through a difficult, difficult time and uh, he needed a place to stay. So he was in and out of different things and rehab and all that kind of stuff. And he was just, just struggling. And he was only young. He was like, you know, 20 20 or something um, and I remember specifically that he needed to he needed to go to Sydney or something so he needed to catch a flight early in the morning he needed somewhere to stay in the meantime before that day uh, so we said yep look we're happy to have him at our house and you know it was even that was a, a big decision that was a like do we want him in the house with the kids the kids were young and you know all that kind of stuff it's just so you're just thinking all these things through. But I'm just thinking, you know what, I think it's worth it. If, if we get an opportunity to, to witness to him or something like that. And so, yeah, we let him stay at the house. And I just thought, you know, we've done a lot for him and his family, like just being available and just helping him out and that kind of stuff. And I actually felt liberty to then be like, you know what, I've shown him that we care. I'm actually just going to sit him down and share some stuff from the Bible with him. Because he was, he was going through this rehab process and, and it just made me think of the passage in Scripture where it's like, you know, you can, you can get rid of the, the, the devils out of a person's life, but if you don't you replace it with something good, then it just comes back worse and the end of that person is worse than when they first started. And that was just on my mind. I just thought, you know what? I, we've shown him enough that we're approachable, we're available, uh, so I'm just going to be about the Lord right now. Like, that, that was my heart. So that night I just said, you know what, mate, you're going through this stuff and you know the Bible actually describes your exact situation? And he's like, really? And like he didn't really, he didn't really care much for you know, the things of Christianity and all that kind of stuff, but I think he listened to me share that stuff because we had already shown that we cared about him and we'd given him the time of day and we just input a little bit and then we had the opportunity then to share the truths of God with him and you know not that he went away and got saved that night or anything like that but he was then way more receptive because we had done that other stuff beforehand and all I'm saying is if if it takes a little bit of effort to then be able to share clearly God's word with someone or try and introduce them to Jesus Christ then it's worth it it's worth being used along the way it's worth being ignored along the way or being looked at funny along the way. It's worth it. Uh, so we can learn a little bit from Jesus Christ, you know, being approachable, being available, and then ultimately just being about the Lord God. So I might leave it there and then we'll have a word of prayer.
and uh, we'll, we'll close our service this morning. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we do thank you once again uh, for the ability that we have to gather this morning. We thank you, Lord, uh, that you have built this church, uh, that, Father, you have called us to salvation. We thank you, Father, for forgiving us of our sins when we ask it. We thank you, Lord, for the, the truths in your word today, and I just pray that you'd help us as a people, as Christians, Lord God, to consider our time that we give to others, consider how approachable we are for others, Lord. Uh, I pray you'd help us to be challenged uh, on this continually because, Lord, I know it's too easy for us to just lapse back into uh, doing what we want to do all the time. So I just pray that you would help us with this. Uh, we thank you that you've given us uh, a great and perfect example in Jesus Christ on how to be these things, Lord. Uh, please continue to remind us of them. Uh, I pray that you'd be pleased with us and how we do how we do our life this week, how we interact with people this week. Uh, please continue to challenge us on that. Lord, we thank you for helping us. Thank you, thank you, Lord, for being the way, the truth, and the life. I pray, Father, you would use us uh, for your glory. Help us, Lord, to be part of that introductory process of leading people to you, directing them to you, Lord God. Even if it is in just some small way, help us, Lord, to give the time. And uh, if, Lord, we have the resources, help, help us, Lord, to use them for your glory. Father, we thank you, we love you, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.